Hey guys, it is me again. Happy Thursday. Now I'm supposed to put out this episode on Monday. I will be honest, I've been busy. I've been tired. So forgive me. And I plan to get back on track Monday. Um, a moment, I've had a lot of moments since because I haven't really I haven't talked to you guys or basically recorded since May. Um, A few of my moments have been being able to get off early from work, 1030 a.m. and spend time with my children. I've been taking them to Six Flags and we've been having like family day with my parents. And um, that's been awesome because I'm usually behind a jail door all day and I've been able to cook for my children I've been able to um you know do a little bit of shopping with them talk to them more have better conversations with them and just be a mom like I feel like I'm raising them over a telephone you know basically I don't know if I've said this before and, and sorry if I'm repeating myself but I feel like I'm raising them over a phone I'm waking them up I'm telling them to do this, do that, blue, blah, blue, and you know, but lately I have been manifesting like crazy and I've been thanking God in advance for what he's going to do. I've been thanking him for what he has done because I feel something is about to happen for me and I'm excited and you know, whether big or small, I'm just excited And so that's my few moments for the last couple of weeks. Um, Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave a review. Um, I am on Instagram, Moments Podcast. I plan to do another event come August for school for the less fortunate. So stay tuned for that. I'm still trying to find um, what I want to say. I'm still trying to find a school or maybe another homeless shelter. So that's in the works. And I will be a panelist for another podcast live. So I'll let you guys know about that so you guys can tune in. And I want you guys to have an awesome rest of your Thursday and Friday. Have an amazing weekend. It's Father's Day. Moms, I want you guys to bite the bullet and get dad maybe a card or something from the child or children. Just get them something. Even shoot them a text. Have the children call. Because it's not about us. It's about the children. And, um, you know, it took me a while to... I don't even t- think it took me a while. Like, I always just think for the children and say, hey, because I don't want the kids to say, well, you never had us do this. You never had us do that. So, I have them text their dad on father's day and his birthday um now getting a card or something like that no but i do have them call or text so yes moms just go ahead bite the bullet i want to know how did it work out message me dm me on instagram and just let me know how it worked out I want you guys, again, to have an amazing Thursday and Friday and an amazing weekend. Bye. Hey, Dre. Hey. I made it. I made it. <laughs>
now we are live um hey guys it's me again i haven't been consistent because my job is tearing me apart but here i am again episode six um with dre i met her on instagram she's a very sweet and humble spirit she jumped in my inbox my dm on instagram and was like hey i want to share my story and basically you know most of you guys know, like, I'm like, hey, what's up? Yes. So, Dre is going to share her story with us. She is what I want to say. Or what do I want to call it? I had a name for it. My name for it was um, Baby Mama with Drama. <laughs> yes. Or the pink <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> yes. That's good, too. So... My first question is, um, not, it's not even a question, but just tell the listeners um, a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I am a single mother. I have one child. Well, she's not a child anymore. She's an adult. She turned 18 in April. And I am a public servant. Um, let's see. I am a sister wife, uh, not in the uh, content of any of the TV shows that anyone has ever seen. Um, I embrace all of my daughter's siblings, which we will get into. Um, my motto, every child deserves at least one adult that is absolutely crazy over them. Mm. Um, any child that is an extension of my daughter is also an extension of mine. Um, it doesn't matter. They all have the same blood. And again, every child deserves at least one adult that is absolutely crazy over them. And I empathize with single mothers more so than I do anyone else because I am one and I am one in the extent of I don't have any help from my co-parent um whether it be by choice by default whatever the case may be I have not had that consistent support in any formal fashion it's always met with hostility and because we can't resolve those issues um I have taken a road of I'm not going to deal with it. I'm no longer accepting this. I'm standing for something before I fall for anything. Or stroke out. Either mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. Either or. Um, I got pregnant at 19. I was still living at home, of course. And when you live at home and you're pregnant, and there's teen in your age, you have to abide by the rules. And so, um, got pregnant. 19, had my daughter at 20. The pregnancy was one where I knew um, this was not going to be a great relationship, co-parenting or otherwise. I saw a repeat of my dad and my mom. And in my mind, I could change that, that outcome that they had or I could change the dynamics in their relationship within my own even though there were too many similarities and not enough differences um had my daughter in 2001 I call her the kid that is her nickname there is a reason why I call her the kid um we are from a small area where everyone knows everyone it's kind of like cheers And if there's not someone that knows you or knows of you, there's someone that knows you that can get in contact with you or knows a story about you. Very small area. And so with that said, um, 
I usually put the kid in place of her name so that people can't put two and two together mm-hmm. and ask me a lot of questions because this is something that has happened in my past. So it's something that I learned from. Um, I'm not on Facebook. I'm only on Instagram. Facebook does not allow you the type of privacy that Instagram allows you. Instagram can allow you to choose whether or not a person can view your page. Whereas Facebook, friends of friends, and all of this, that, and the third, everyone can see your business regardless of whatever security protocols you have set up. So at... At the age of 20, here I am, a new mother, trying to figure it out, and I'm not with the dad at the time. And as we decided before um, to get back together, at this time, there are two children involved. He has another child, and my daughter is number two. And this is all well and dandy. My mom said, if you accept him, you have to accept his child. That is no problem. I love kids to death. So it was real easy for me to do that. The um the insecurity came in where he would say, you know, I'm not with this mother, but our children could never interact with each other. Um, I didn't understand that. I didn't, I mean, I thought he would be just as excited as I was to be a parent and would want to show her off and not hide her. Um, she was his first girl. I thought thought it would be a different reaction once she got here it was not um mm-hmm. I decided to print out a calendar just in case you know things didn't work out because my plan was to take his rights um if he wasn't going to do right in the first year I'm going to court and I'm going to try to take his rights away from him because I'm not going to go through what my mother went through I don't want any repeats of that and I initially told my mom <laughs> I was going to tell her that he passed away and I wasn't going to deal with mm. and that was my story you know I don't want to have this baby you know with him per se I want to remove him myself so I don't have to deal with the drama and my mom was totally against it she was like oh no you have to tell him you have to keep him involved even if he don't want to be a part you tell him anyway she had me call his mom she had me call his grandma or grandfather she had me calling him And it was because I was still under her roof and had to abide by those rules. With that being said, he hadn't seen her but 20 the first year of her birth. And I had put that down on that Microsoft Word calendar. I printed it out. I had written down everything, the duration of how long the visit was, um, if he had taken her, spent time with her. And when her first birthday came through this big elaborate party, uh, my friends were there. His friends were there. His mom was there. The person that should have been there was not, which was him. Mm-hmm. It was King's Dominion Black Wheat, Black Pride Wheat of some sort. And he was unable to make it because he wanted to go to King's Dominion. He ended up calling his mother on her cell phone. Something was wrong with his car. He needed to use her car and whatever words were transpired, it was enough for her to hurry up and pack her stuff and leave the birthday party to make sure that he made it to King's Dominion. He never made it to the first birthday party. And I think she was more so embarrassed that she had to leave to appease him than to stay and hang out with her grandbaby. That was year one. Going into year two in January 2003, top of the year, 
um, I get a phone call from him. He's upset. You know, um, the plea was don't take me for child support. Mm. Don't take me for child support. Please don't. Um, I have. So was he actively working at the time? No. He had okay. enrolled in um he had enrolled in like a school uh college university. Okay. Yeah, he enrolled in college. Um he was a student and he had fell in love with another student and he had another baby on the way. So this would be baby number three. Okay. And so the plea is don't take me for child support. I have another baby on the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm livid. I'm like, oh my God, you know, you're not even taking care of mine. You're not even helping me take care of this one. And here you go, have another kid. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Here we go. Second birthday comes around. He shows up. He wants to be involved. We talk about things. And he's like, well, this is what happened. And of course, I fell for the story. It is all her fault. Meaning you. Meaning oh, meaning the third. Like, you know, the third. Okay. The, the third, third mother. You know, me, it's all her fault. You know, we're not together anymore. This, that, and the third. I fell for it, of course, as most of us have in the past falling for what he has said, taking it for face value and dealing with it. And I put my big girl panties on and dealt with it. Um, my deal was I don't like um, I don't like playing favorites. Right. If you take care of one, you gotta take care of all everybody. Okay. And if I'm going to be with you, mm-hmm. then all of them can't go without. So were you and him together when three was when she was pregnant with number three? Um, not until maybe she was four or five months along. So what does he say in order for you guys to get back together? Because the first year, like it was sour and then he comes along, he says, you know, don't take me for child support. How did you guys get back to before you got pregnant? We were just fun and we were having fun. Okay. Okay. All we right. were having fun. We were. It was summer of 2000. You know, I had just started going to the club just about every day of the week. I was mm-hmm. having fun with mm-hmm. my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, we had both came home from school and we were having a ball. Mm-hmm. And um, he told me in June, he was like, I have a baby on the way. And this would be his firstborn. And I was like, oh, man, that's upsetting. You know, our history shows proof that we've had, you know, a tumultuous time uh, out here having unprotected sex. So we've been pregnant before. You know, this kind of hurt me real bad. And I was like, but I can deal with it. It's not a problem. And we still continued on dealing with each other because he gave me assurance that he was not with this woman anymore. Um Given a clear go ahead for us to do what we were doing, mm-hmm. which was was he ever with number one? Yes, he was. Okay, he was, he was. So I think you know he played us both in a sense at okay. some point in time. He was dealing with us both, mm-hmm. and um, their relationship, you know, fruition, and they had a child together. Mm-hmm. And I looked like the other woman. Because here I am, you know, dealing with this guy, going by his story that he's telling me, and I end up pregnant. So I'm quite sure the story on the other end is, you know, uh, I told her not to get pregnant or I told her to get rid of it and she didn't. So here's the, you know, she's pregnant and the baby is going to be here and deal with it or not, whatever the case may have been. Um, 
it was very interesting. I tell you that we had a, um, I had a doctor's appointment and I believe it was in August and I go to the doctor and she comes in with the entourage. They're all celebratory and clapping and whatnot, congratulating me. And of course I was not thinking about being pregnant. I was going to the club that night. I had plans. I was just going here to get birth control and going home, meeting up with my best friend. So her and I can do our usual for the weekend, which is hang out. And I ended up pregnant. And so I went back to one of my friend's houses and he met me there before he left to go out of town. And he knew before I even um, said anything that I was pregnant. He asked, he's like, you're pregnant, aren't you? And I didn't answer. He could tell by the look on my face that the answer was yes. And so his response was, I'm going out of town. When I come back, that better be taken care of. Mm -hmm. So when he came back to find out that it wasn't taken care of, he was pissed with me. He was highly upset with me. But you had to deal. Had to deal. It was going. Baby was going to be here regardless of what he wanted. You know, I wasn't going to do. I wasn't going to have an abortion. If God forbid that it wasn't meant for me to have this kid, there would be a miscarriage, as it had happened before. Mm -hmm. Um. So I didn't tell my mom for a while. She kind of picked up on my symptoms and asked me if I was pregnant. And I'm like, yes. You know what? Moms know before we know. (laughs) (laughs) She told me, she was like, you know, I've been having symptoms and I know I can't get pregnant. You know, I had a full hysterectomy. So is this something you want to tell me? And I'm like, yeah, it is. (laughs) Let me bless you with this right quick. I am pregnant. Yes. (laughs) And she was just like, I knew it. I knew it. I was just waiting for you to tell me. And so um, she asked me what, you know, what our plans were as parents. And I said, you know, he's upset. I don't know. Um, I pretty much don't want to deal with it. I know how this is going to go. Um, I just want to, you know, raise my kid and just do my thing. And she's like, oh, no, we're going to call him like she's somebody big and has that type of weight with her with her character to to hold somebody to take care of a kid right and so she's like on the phone with him you know I call and she takes the phone out of my hands and get on the phone with him like you gonna take care of this baby what you gonna do like she big wig like she a big wig person and she could do all that she holding big weight and just like you know he would talk to me or anybody else he let her have it and she realized that he wasn't nobody to be played with at that point so she got off the phone and she said, you know, I, you know, I, I he said he's going to take care of this baby. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He sold you some good wolf tickets. Right. I, I'm glad you bought them. I'm glad you bought them. And so um, she had me call his mom and let his mom know. And she even said, you know, I knew something was wrong because his behavior had changed. She had an attitude. And so she was like, I hope he has a girl. Um, because he already has a boy and maybe you know this will be it mm-hmm. uh, okay yeah you know maybe this will be it okay and she said you know even if he doesn't want to know what's going on keep me informed okay. so I did um December 4th Jay-Z's birthday we found out we were having a girl and my mom was like listen when you call me at work don't tell me boy or girl just give me a color pink or blue it better not be yellow and it better not be blue so it had to be pink. It wasn't no choice. And I'm grateful it was pink. 
because mm-hmm. I don't know what would have happened had it been blue or yellow. Right. <laughs> so she was happy. She went out after work and bought all this stuff. She was too thrilled. Mm-hmm. And I let his mom know as well. And she was all excited. And so, you know, we get up to the time for the baby shower. Baby showers in March. And um, I still hadn't had much communication with him at all. Um, so he just um, dropped off the face of the earth. No, we just didn't talk. You just didn't talk. Okay. We just didn't talk. We had mutual friends. I could talk like one of his best friends was really close with me. I could talk to him. I could talk to a couple of others that were his friends. I just didn't talk to him and he didn't have an interest in talking to me. So it was, it was one of those, well, if he's not reaching out to me, I'm not reaching out to him. Right. And we were childish. We were in our team. Well, I was in my team. So pretty much this is what you're going to get. A lot of immaturity and the baby mama drama begins. And so April, I had, um, I had our daughter, April was 2001. And so it was the wee hours of the morning and I'm all excited. My mom was like, did you call him and let him know? No, I, I, I didn't. I, I wasn't planning on doing it, but she made me call his house anyway. And um, he's living at home with his family and his grandfather answered the phone and he said, do you know what time it is? Oh, like, never mind the fact I'm letting you know you have a great grandchild. Do you know what time it is? Calling this house this time of morning. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, all right. You know, like, yeah, okay. Like, you know, got off the phone. It was two, three o'clock in the morning. I totally get it. And uh, he wasn't there anyway mm-hmm. to receive the phone call. So it was just, I was just a complete burden calling and disturbing their sleep in the first yeah. place. Something I didn't want to do anyway. However, mm-hmm. mom is like the enforcer. You better call. You mm-hmm. got to let them know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mom let me handle it. She took control, took the reins, and just had me doing all types of crazy stuff that was out of my comfort zone and putting me in a line of fire. Yeah. <laughs> just putting me in a line of fire, just setting me right on up. Just get on out there. Just take this hit real quick. You're going to take a couple of L's in public. <laughs> this is how she set me up. And um, I'll never forget, you know, the January that he called about not taking him for child support, you know, I was still not talking to him. I was even more pissed at the fact that there was a baby number three on the way. Mm-hmm. And that same year, you know, he called my mom on the phone and asked if he could deliver some Christmas gifts for our daughter. And she's a sucker. She's like, yeah, sure. Come on over. And I'm totally against it. I'm like, no, the answer is no. He can't come over and deliver no gifts. Mm-hmm. And her exact words, well, this is my house. You can't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. So I just came home for lunch to see how this ordeal was going to go down. And my stepsister was there with, um, with her child as well. So it wasn't, um, it was uncomfortable because now everybody has to see, you know, what I'm getting ready to deal yes. with or what I got myself into mm-hmm. publicly. Mm-hmm. It was something I couldn't address, you know, privately like I wanted to. Right. I had to do it in front of, family and that wasn't something I, I felt comfortable with mm-hmm. but you know we're all in the living room congregating and my mother is holding our daughter and the most craziest thing happens she introduces them as if they'd never seen each other as if they'd never met and so she did a full introduction like the kid this is your dad your dad this is the kid 
now meet. And she was telling him, you know, pick up this toy. And, you know, she really likes Elmo, you know, pick up Elmo and play with her so that she'll feel comfortable. It was a whole like social work scene. Yeah. This is something you see in social services where you're introducing a child with a parent and telling the parent to coerce the child to be comfortable with you by using a toy of some such. I was like, this is the most embarrassing thing in the world that she is doing here. I have no idea why she's doing this. Mm -hmm. But okay. And so from that point forward, you know, sparingly call and check in, but it wasn't a lot. And then April was her second birthday. And he came to the party, came with his friends. And it turned into like, well, maybe we could put, you know, your attitude and things behind us. And maybe we could move forward. Just maybe. And so we did. All the while, baby number three is brewing. Yeah. Okay. All the while, baby number three is brewing. Because okay. I got the I got the conf- uh, confirmation that they weren't together via his words. Okay. Okay. So I trusted what he said. They weren't together. He wasn't dealing. And I don't know that to be true or not. I didn't have any confirmation otherwise. I didn't know this woman from a can of paint. I didn't know what was going on. Um, eventually I did though befriend her because those were the days of Black Planet when social media first kind of kicked off and um, she had a page on Black Planet and a cute little picture of a little boy and I befriended her from that point forward she had a story to tell I empathized with her and I'm like you know what any sibling of my daughter's is an extension of me you know anything I can do to help I'll do it willingly you don't even have to ask pride may get in the way I don't care if you say he needs and I got guess what I'm extending that and I'm helping because mm-hmm. no sibling of hers can be without it just don't make sense right it doesn't make sense to me you know to someone else it might make sense it might make one and one might make two but it didn't make that to me so I need everybody to be on the same accord okay so we befriended each other for about a year and um her plight was you know what um, he's not active with my child and it hurts because he's active with yours hmm. and not mine and I don't know what to do about that I feel a way and so I have to sever ties with this relationship and I told I didn't get it I didn't get it then I was young mm-hmm. I did not get it I totally get it now mm-hmm. I totally get it now yeah. um, She. it was hurtful for her and she had to walk away from it. And we haven't um, we haven't seen each other since. We haven't communicated since. Wow. And that's number three. Wow. And so we're, you know. He Third baby should be 17. Yep. Maybe so. Sure. Maybe 16 or 17 at this. Yeah, 16 or 17 or getting ready. Yeah. Does yeah. your daughter keep in contact with her brother? No. I don't. Yeah. She doesn't have a way to get in contact with him. She doesn't even remember him from when they were younger. Um, so nope, she doesn't have a idea of what he looks like or anything. Oh. I could tell her all day he might, you know, he looks like her uncle, but at the end of the day, it's not the same. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're in 2003 and, um, we're still dealing with each other. We're breaking up off and on for all types of things. We're fighting each other. Uh, domestic violence is definitely prominent in this relationship mm-hmm. and it's definitely something that was not um, a hidden factor it was something that all of our friends knew well about um, if he would get mad at me 
or get mad at one of my friends because of something, he would definitely let my friends know. Um, he would cuss them out just as well as he would cuss me out, just as well as he would cuss my mom out, just as well as he would cuss anyone out on the street. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, he actually threw pennies at her car. <laughs> what? While she was in front of my mom's house. And I never, I cannot remember what transpired between the two of them, but they exchanged words and he threw pennies at her car and she ended up pulling off. And I had to apologize for it. It was nothing else I could do but apologize. I mean, he didn't apologize. He didn't feel, he felt justified in his actions. Mm -hmm. So there was no apology coming. And of course, apology without action is nothing more than manipulation. So it wouldn't have made sense anyway for him to apologize if the behavior wasn't going to change. Right. So, um, you know, we had situations like that. And then um, third birthday comes around and everything is kind of okay. Except we have number four in the picture. Mm. So okay. when, when the abuse came, was there ever a point where you said, hey, I need to get away from him. I just need to stop talking to him. How was I going to do that? I had no support. Mm -hmm. I had no backbone. It was just me. If everyone else is scared of him, how am I going to walk away from it and actually be able to walk away and deal? Okay. And raise my kid without any drama or any issue. Mm -hmm. It's a difference, you know. Uh, I say you can't co-parent and control. Right. It's either one or the other. You're either going to co-parent or you're either going to control. You can't be absent and controlling. It's one or the other. You got to pick a struggle. Mm -hmm. And to do both, it does nobody any justice. In fact, it just puts more stress on me because now I got to walk on eggshells in order to deal with you and co-parent at the same time. Mm -hmm. Something's got to give. And I tried that struggle. I also tried the struggle of, well, maybe he's not that bad. Maybe it is me. Let's try to work it out. Or, you know, I really do love him. I really want to be with him. I don't want my daughter to grow up without a father. I don't want the same relationship that I had with mine to be the, the one that she has with hers. I don't want to repeat history. And I ended up repeating it damn near all the way. Yeah. All the way up until um, up until our daughter reached high school. And it was kind of like, you know, a wake-up call at that point. But here we are, you know, our daughter's turning uh, three turning four I'm sorry she's turning four and we had number four on the way and you know he's telling me it's somebody from you know he used to deal with in high school you know um she doesn't live in the state she lives in another state mm. and you know they're not together anymore and I didn't have anything to worry about and I'm like oh, nah. I can't believe that you have another baby on the way this is absurd this is unreal what are you going to do I'm upset mm -hmm. because I think I'm looking at it from the perspective of I have another kid to take care of. Right. Okay. I think that's more so where I was looking at it from like, oh my God, it's another kid to take care of. Jesus Christ. Like, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. And so um, I bought my first car and it was a red Mitsubishi Lancer. I really wanted this car really bad. I got it. And I turned the keys over to him to drive it for one second, and I never saw my car again. Oh, my gosh. I was asking him, could I borrow my own car? Like, hey, um, I'd like to take 
the, the kid out to, uh, you know, the park or something, is it okay if I use my car that I paid oh the car for and the car insurance on to do that? You know, asking for permission for a car that I, you know, I pay for on a regular mm-hmm. basis. I'm pretty mm-hmm. that. But how was I going to confiscate it without getting people involved? They probably didn't need to be involved. Um, it was just a mess that I got myself into, and I had to find my way out. Yes. Um, eventually, uh, what led to happen is, you know, we got cell phones together, of course, in my name under my plan. Mm-hmm. And with that comes that plan detailed summary billing where you can see all the numbers that come in and all the numbers that go out. Technology is getting to be a wonderful thing for me. (laughs) (laughs) For me, technology was just proving to be right on time. And so I decided, you know, one day I'm going to check this phone bill. This phone bill is excessive and I'm paying for it. It's not like I'm getting help to pay any bills or take care of the kid. I'm mm-hmm. taking care of two people, mm-hmm. him and her, mm-hmm. and myself. And so um, I see, you know, the child's, uh, the fourth child's mom's number on there quite a bit. And, you know, I'm talking to her on the phone and she's telling me, you know, he gave her the whole story of me and him aren't together. He just has to play that to, you know, see his daughter because otherwise he wouldn't be able to see his daughter. And I'm like, man, he gave me the same story about you. Yes, because they have to play us against one another. And we are so cool. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even believe it. We are so cool to this day because we grew beyond that and we understood that he was taught, you know, playing us against each other. Yes, good. It's a mess. So, you know, he, he hits us with that, hits me with that. And I get upset and I cut his cell phone off. Oh, no, I'm paying the cell phone bill. You out here lollygagging and having fun with these girls. I'm cutting your cell phone off. Mm -hmm. And when he realized I had cut his cell phone off, he came to my house unannounced. (laughs) Our daughter was asleep in my room, in my bed, and I'm in my room. And no one's home but my mother and my two brothers because my stepfather is away at Iraq. Okay. And so there's no man in the house. There's nobody in the neighborhood to protect us because we, you know, kind of keep into ourselves about certain situations. Right. And so he comes to the door and he knocks on the door. And I believe my mother tried not to let him in. He pushed his way in and came upstairs and was like, come on, we got to go. And I'm like, you know, give me my car back, my keys. You know, we having that argument. And I leave out. My mom's like, do I need to call your father? Do I need to call your dad? And I'm like, no, you know, everything's going to be okay. And we get outside to my car and we're arguing and he chokes me till I black out. <gasps> and when I wake up, I'm being held outside of the car with water pouring over my face. And he's saying, don't die. Because yeah, he didn't much. know his own strength. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So I'm driving him to drop him off where he needs to go. And he pulls out a pocket knife and stabs my headrest. What? Yes, ma'am. Stabs the back of the headrest of the Lancer in the passenger seat with my head in front of it. Oh, my God. Oh, this man's crazy. I realized that there's no way I'm going to be able to leave him. There's no way I'm going to be able to walk away. Mm. I got to protect myself and my kid at this point. Was his mom yeah. still in the picture? Yes. And but what did see, she you say? You have to understand. You have to understand. The same way he'll talk to me and talk to my mom is the same way he talked to his. Okay. There was no respect on any level there. 
bless her heart. Wow. You know, there was nothing that she could ever say to get him to be a respectable man or to be a good co-parent. Did he have a father present at his home? Um, no, he had his stepfather there. Okay. Um, his dad was away in prison at the time. Okay. And so he didn't have the opportunity to have that male role model in the house because he rebelled so much. Mm. So it was only so much that any male could do to pour into him to get him to be, you know, a different person. And aside that, it has to come from within. You have to want it in order to do it. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, of course, people then tried to pour in and then gave up and just said, well, you pretty much going to get what you get or you got to deal with it the best way you know how or I don't know what to tell you or you knew what you was getting in when you did it. Yeah. So that's pretty much the the storyline of everyone I kind of ran to and said, you know, this is what he's doing. This is what's going on. And it wasn't more so me venting. It was more so like, I need an out. I need help. Yeah, you cry for help. If everyone everyone that I'm talking to and I'm venting to is just as scared as I am, you know, we just all going to be venting to each other about scared tactics and what's going on. And you're just going to be a good ear and not saying anything about it because you don't want to get involved. You don't want to be the next target on his list to get cussed out or whatever else may happen. So it was pretty much just me just uh, gossiping, so to speak, about what we were going through without any resolution or any assistance. We were all scared. Um, wow, it was a lot. <laughs> so here I am walking around with, you know, scars under my neck from his nails being pushed into my esophagus you know I still got the scars to prove it till this day and you know I just went on and moved on like it wasn't nothing and kept dealing with him I mean what else was I gonna do yeah um it was nothing else at the end of the day you know we had the conversation about not him not being able to see the kid and it was a verbatim I'll take her so you never see her again Mm. no no so what I did in turn was became a helicopter mom. And so it explains why I'm always frantic about who she's going with, where she's going, okay. why she has all these GPSs on her, tracking her at all times. Okay. Uh, I'm just that bad. Um, and it's been a wild, a wild ride. It's, it's definitely better than love and hip hop, I will say. Um, <laughs> definitely better than any Monday night at eight. I got you. Um, so you know, we're at number four, and, you know, I done got choked out. We done had this situation, and I'm still moving forward. Baby girl's getting ready to turn five, and she still doesn't have his last name. Um, she still has my last name, the name that I gave her at birth, first, middle, and last. Okay. And so I said, you know, we have to register for her school. I have to register her next year, and it would be nice if um, she had your last name, you know, not being the odd kid out. And mm-hmm. we went down to Vital Statistics and we took her with us. And she performed so bad in there, I ended up giving her a male's middle na- uh, name for her middle name. So she has uh, his first name as her middle name and then, of course, his last name. Okay. And it worked out. It's really cool. It's really cute. I like it. And um, it kind of, it kind of, uh, I guess, uh, for me, what it did was uh, confirm that he was the dad. You know, it was finally like he accepted her as his own. You know, because of her name. Go, I had to go through the whole that's not his baby. Well, he told me that wasn't his. 
you know, I had to go through those questions, the DNA questions. And of course, me being the hyper person I am about my kid, well, we can go down to PG County, da, 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 we can, you know, handle this right then and there. Mm-hmm. And I'll pay for it. And it was like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. You don't have, I don't have to do a DNA test. And it's like, because you know, well, if you know, I need you to rescind, you know, the line that that's not your kid. I need you. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.